Welcome to another message from Charles Millett Ministries. For more information, contact Christian Provision Ministries at 919-774-9462 or visit us online at www.christianprovision.com. It's great expectations on the radio. Get Let's get clear, y'all. Get focused. Let's get focused. Get moving. Great expectations. With the bishop, Charles Millet. Yeah. With the bishop, Charles Millet. You're rocking with the bishop, Charles Millet. Great expectations. God said, go home. Go back to the place you live. Go back to where you serve. Go back to where your family knows you. Because there's something about God's house that's so powerful that even the devil knows what Jesus is building. He knows how unstoppable we are when we build the house together. And God is doing the building. And God uses us to do it. And I'm so glad that God is building the house because you know what? Left up to me, I might look at you and think, you know what? You, you, you know what? You, 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 you a door, but I don't like the way you swing, so I'm not going to make you a door. I'm going to make you a flow. Are you listening to me? But the Lord looks at us and says, I know what you are. And you may not look like that to anybody else. But when I get through with you, when I get through with you, many members yet one body fitly joined and compacted together, each member supplying the other. Everybody has some level of story. Everybody has some level of journey. God is building. And in this hour, y'all, there's, listen, there, there's so much misunderstanding and so much confusion. I was flying back just the other day, coming through the airport, and I'm walking through the airport, and I'm having, I'm having this moment, Deacon Dean, where I'm looking around, and the Spirit of God is speaking to me. And the Lord says to me so very clearly, there's such a spirit of confusion in the land. People are confused and don't know where to go, actually what to do, which way to go. You can be in a mall, and somebody can holler, Gun! And there's no gun, and everybody is everywhere. Everybody trying to get somewhere, everybody trying to do something, but nobody looking at the clock. They're in a hurry, but they don't know what time it is. But I prophesy over your life. I decree over your life. I prophesy over your family. You will not be a person in this hour looking at the clock and not knowing what time it is. You will not be a person coming to the house of God and it's just a visit. It's just a trip to church. You'll be a person that's coming to the house of God as a result of your believing. You'll be belonging and you will be a person that is becoming. God has unbelievable, amazing plans for your life. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you right now. Make sure you get a hold of this thing. I mean, what, 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 is, what is it like for you when you have your birthday and everybody there holding signs saying, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. That is an incredible feeling to you for people to celebrate the fact that they're a part of your life and you're a part of their life. Pastor Patty calls me, you know, she said, I just cry over anything. I cry a lot. I mean, I can look, I can walk in the room and look at a commercial. And if the commercial is doing the right thing, I'm going to drop it to you. You know, I, I, I can't walk in a room and then look at the commercial about how folk treating dogs and be like, mm, that dog right there should have been tougher. Now, you walk around and you look at it. And she asked me one day, she said, how do, you, how do you do that? How can you just, you don't even know these people. You just walked in the room. How can you just be so attached so quick? 
I say, Patty, that's a good question, but this is the answer. I immediately put myself in the place or where the people are that I'm seeing. And immediately I'm telling you. And that's what Jesus would do when he would walk up and he would say, he would see people in the Bible say, he was moved with compassion towards them. He was touched by them. He moved towards them. He spent time with them because he said, you will never totally understand what it's like to be that person unless you're willing to see it through their eyes. Walk in their shoes. Confusion. But I prophesy over your life, the spirit of confusion will not be upon you and it will not be upon your house. You will not be asleep when you should be awake building what God has for your life. If you receive that, say, I receive that. I was looking at the other day on television, and it was a ball game. And up on the screen uh, at the ball game, the son of the family who had been deployed came up on the screen. And he was saying, I want to say hello to my mom and say hello to my dad and say hello to my brothers and sisters. And, and, and he was just up on, on, on the big screen. And all of a sudden, the mama was crying and the daddy was holding the mama and the little brother and little sister, you know, were holding each other. And, and, and everybody in the stadium was clapping. And all of a sudden, he came walking out the tunnel. Oh, I was done. I was done. And everybody started throwing up signs saying, welcome home. Welcome home. And you got no idea what that feels like to a soldier. I'm about to cry. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, man. Thank you. You got no idea what that means to a soldier. To have a moment when you see what it is like to have made it back home to the people that care the most about you. What would happen if you pulled up at church and there were a few crazy people out there holding signs saying, welcome home? But who would be crazy enough to stand out there and take a moment to do something as far-fetched as hold a sign and smile and say, welcome home? You never know how much that means to a person until you walk in the shoes of the soldier. Well, let me put it this way. You never know how much that means to a person that's been lost and been struggling and have not known or had an encounter with God, and they find a church, and they find people, and they're young, and they're green, and they don't understand church like y'all, and they don't know how to practice it, and they don't know the politics of it, but they pull up, And somebody is waving a sign saying to them, welcome home. I see realtors selling property, and when they sell the property and the owner, they have signs say, welcome home. I think Jesus wants us to understand and get a picture of that. You got to see the church as home. And there's no need for people to be homeless Christians when Jesus is using us to build a home. 
You ever walked in a house and looked at it, and it was a nice house, but you looked at the floor and said, that's an ugly floor. Or you walked in a house, and the house was pretty, you look at the paint and said, ooh, I don't know what they were thinking about when they painted the wall that color. And if you're not careful, you'll let the floor that's not pretty and the paint that's an ugly color speak louder than the fact that it's a home. And if you're not careful when you come to God's house, when you come to God's house and you happen to see somebody that God is using to build it, and you'd be like, Dag, well, she is a woman, but the way she, or he is a man, but y'all, that's going to be there. But don't let that cause you to not see that God is using this person that he had to, I don't know, God might have had to go to the gutter to get him. Some of you just, just, just walked right down from a lovely upbringing. It was sweet and it was wonderful. Not a whole bunch of challenges, not a whole bunch of changes. And you walk right in. And then there are others that God really had to go behind the apartment, go down the alley, go in behind the trash can. As a matter of fact, back in a box. Some of you, the Lord found you on the disco floor bumping your hips. Other than you, he found you passed out on the floor. Some of you, he found you on your job. Some of you, he may have found you in a prison cell. Some of you, he found you because you were born in a hospital. Others of you, he found you because you were born in the back seat of a car. Others, he found you and you were doing everything right, making A's and B's, and others, he found you when you were behind the bus smoking, when you should have been in class. But nevertheless, my point is, he found you. He found you. He found you. And Deacon Dean, some way, so, so you, you, got, you, you, got, you got to get this, I can't even get it all in. So, see, see, when God starts thinking about you, he goes and gets somebody to be a part of a home that he is building for you. Your life is everywhere and God goes and gets somebody else's life, calls them over and puts them to work to start building because God is making preparations for you to be a part of it. Moses is totally calm, got everything going, enjoying his new wife and family, living on the backside of the mountain, and God takes a bush and sets it on fire, and yet the fire does not consume the bush, and Moses is walking through the mountain, and God says to Moses, come on over here, and Moses looks and says, it's the bush talking to me. I've never seen a bush that's on fire, but it's not consumed, and when he got there to look at the bush, it was never about the bush. God said, take your shoes off. Take your shoes off. The ground you're standing on is holy. In other words, your life is about to go places it's never gone before. You're about to see things you've never seen before. That's why I'm using the bush to show you what is to come. And, and Moses said, what is it? And God said, my people who are enslaved, who are in bondage, who are serving under the taskmaster down in Egypt, 
I've heard their cries. They want to be delivered. Their cries has come up to me and I'm building a house and I'm going to use you to be the first one to help be a part of this building. And he said, I'm going to send you down to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. And Moses said, I'm not the man. I can't do it. I just got married. I got a family. I stutter. I don't know how to talk. I don't qualify. I have this low assessment of myself. Look at my past. I killed a Hebrew. Don't nobody know about it. I've been in hiding but God said God said Moses this is not about you it's about my people who have been crying out to me to be free and God goes and gets a man who's climbing his success ladder with his family and God interrupts his life and says I know you're not the one in bondage, but because other people are, I'm calling you out of your comfort zone. And I need you to come and help me be, and help me build something for people who don't even know how to build it for themselves. I'm a computer science analyst. Pastor Patty's a registered dental hygienist. We just starting to make good money. We doing good. Most of y'all listen to me right now. Back in the early 80s, I ain't even know you. Hadn't even seen you before. But somebody in your family had been praying to God and saying to God, do this for my child, do this for my granddaughter, do this for my daughter, do this for my son. And even though I didn't know y'all, God came and got me out of my computer science career, got Pastor Patty out of her dental hygiene career and said, I know y'all are building something. I know you worked hard. I know you're paying your loans off, but I got people that you don't know that are in need of a home, in need of a house. And I need you to go and be a hostage negotiator and tell the devil to let my people go. And sometimes if you're not careful, you drift right up in it, not only knowing the level of sacrifice that people have made and the price has been paid for you to be free. And all God has asked you to do is return the favor reach back and let's keep building this house. Let's keep building this home. Stop looking at the floor you don't like and the wall color that you don't enjoy and see what God has done. Is this blessing you? Louise David says, blessing me like crazy, man. Make a note of this. A dream without a home becomes undisciplined, and a dreamer without an address becomes a drifter. That's why it's so important to belong. When we built the building here, we had our mailbox up on the side of the door on the central office building, and uh, we changed our address, and this is our new home address. And the post office, we, we couldn't figure out why we wouldn't get no mail. 
And we had the mailbox up on the side of the building. We couldn't figure out. We couldn't get no mail. So I go down to the postal service. I say, hey, man, look here. People sending us mail. We're not getting no mail. Where our mail at? This lady looked at him and said, well, your, your driver's been bringing your mail back every day. For weeks. Well, I said, we need our mail. For weeks. Well, we been, I said, why you been bringing it back? They said, because you have no postal box. So you mean I got no postal box? We got a box up on the building at the site. says, no, you got to have a box at the road. And you can't just have a box at the road. You must have your address number on that box. I know you say you live there, <laughs> but you got nothing that shows you belong. And we are responsible only for putting mail where we are sure it belongs. So we had to put the mailbox up out there and put the numbers on the box. And guess what started to happen? We started to get what belongs to us. What are you trying to say, Bishop? You need to have a place of belonging because there's, listen to me, there are some spiritual packages that are only going to come to the address you belong to. And if you are drifting, if you're wandering and you got no address, God has got wisdom he wants to give you, breakthrough he wants to give you, healing he wants to give you, increase he wants to give you, but it's only coming through the local house that you belong. And without place of belonging, you cannot spiritually get what God has for you. Why would you say such a thing, Bishop? There are certain packages you can't get unless you sign for them. Whew, glory to God. And God says, I need you to be where I can get your signature. What do you mean? When the praises go up, the blessings come down. Well, Bishop, I praise it myself. I praise it myself. He know where my praise is at. <laughs> now, see, that's what Satan wants you to think, that you can do it alone. Do it by yourself. You can do it on the Internet. You can do it on the computer. You, 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 you can do it from your cell phone, but you are not built that way. I want to close with this. Y'all remember the story, I've heard the story about the prodigal son over in Luke chapter 15. Everybody's heard it. If you haven't heard it, go, 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 go read it in your leisure because time does not afford me the leisure to do it. But a short version of that extended story is the Lord had me, Minister Miles, to go back and look at that story again. And I saw something that I ain't never seen. And all these years of preaching and teaching and ministering that. And the Lord began to speak to my heart. And he said, the boy had a problem, not only with his father, but he had a problem with his home. Never saw it before. He said, I no longer like my house. I no longer like my home. Matter of fact, he said, I done got tired of my home. I'm tired of my house. I done got fed up. I want to go see some other things. I want to do some other things. 
So give me what belongs to me because this house that raised me is now bothering me. This home that you built for me is now a problem for me. And I need to leave it. And I need to leave it quick, fast, and in a hurry. Hmm. So two things happen that can happen also in church. Please, quickly. Number one, the boy became sick of home. So I'm sick. And y'all, let me tell you something. The same thing that happened in that boy's house with his daddy, I've also found out it can happen in church. People can get sick of home get sick of church and be like I'm just done I'm done everything I done got you done done give it to me bounce out of here sick of it I'm sick of the songs I'm sick of the ushers I'm sick of the greeters I'm sick of this I'm sick of that I'm done look at your neighbor and say have you ever had a moment when you got sick of home. So now y'all looking at me, going to try to play me. That's okay. Let me bring it to your house. Have you ever had a moment when you didn't get sick of church, but you got sick of where you... And you had a crazy moment where you thought for a second, I'm leaving. You had a thought that said, bounce get ghosts. Get in the car and just start driving. You don't need a map. Just start going anywhere that leads you from here. Whew. Not only can it happen in your natural house, it can happen in the church. Homeboy's gone. And y'all know the story. He goes, goes off, gets in a whole bunch of trouble. And before any time at all, he left sick of home. And in no time at all, he was homesick. He said, I miss home. I miss my family. I miss the house that was built for me. He said, here I am living like a hog, and I'm not even a hog, and my father got a good house, got a good home that was built for me, and I done made a fool of myself out here playing around, experimenting, and checking stuff out because I had an insane moment where I got sick of home. He said, I'm going back to the house. But then he thought, they ain't going to want me. They ain't going to care about me. They're not going to love me. They're not going to be there for me. And he gets back home only to have his daddy say, boy, where you been? Get on up in here. We missed you. We've been looking for you. You know what, Lord? A party tonight. Party over here. Party over there. Party everywhere. But then the other brother hears about it and gets hot. Don't like it. He said, I'm not coming to the party. I've been here all this time. I ain't done nothing. I've been serving you, honoring you. I ain't never left you. And then my little brother, this little Johnny, come lately, come running back up in here, and you throwing a party for him. He began to resent being home. Just like some of you, if you're not careful, I'm always the one volunteering. I'm here all the time. I do everything. I don't even think they appreciate me. I feel so appreciated. What's all this other noise? I'm not getting no recognition. I'm not getting no attention. I don't like this. 
One brother is sick of home and another brother is resenting home. And these two things can happen at church. You ever had a moment, don't wave your hand, don't blink, don't shake, don't twist because I don't want nobody to know it's you. Have you ever had a moment where you felt like, you know what, they don't appreciate me? They don't care about me? I've been here with Bishop for 12 years. He treats the man that's been here six months like he's been here all this time, and that cat don't even volunteer nowhere. He don't hug me every Sunday like that, but I see him hugging him every day. You always had access to me. You've been here all this time. We're trying to win over one that was lost, one that's found, one that was dead, and now he's alive. But you can't see it because you're not looking at what God is building. Get clear. Let's get clear, y'all. Get focused. Let's get focused. Get moving. Great expectations. Charles Millet Ministries would like to thank you for listening to this message. We pray that the favor of God continues to elevate your life. Our mission is to get clear, get focused, and get moving. If you want more information about our ministry, please contact Christian Provision Ministries at 919-774-9462 or visit us online at www.christianprovision.com. Yeah, you on with the Bishop Charles Millet. Yeah, with the Bishop Charles Millet. You rocking with the Bishop Charles Millet. Great expectations.